Welcome to Spoiler Appetite, I'm Tristan. Alright, alright ladies and gentlemen, today is the episode. Uh, Saturday, recording this Saturday late at night, midnight or so. Um, yeah, let's, uh, y'all already know what today's episode's gonna be about. Um, I don't really have anything to say, because nothing really interesting happened this week. I just, you know... As usual, I didn't really watch anything, not anything interesting other than, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about that. Now, um, yeah, so, this is gonna be so much fun. Um, so I'm gonna set the stage, I'm gonna set the stage, um, before I watched Zack Snyder's Justice League, I... So, Zack Snyder's Just League, it's Saturday, came out Thursday, I actually watched the Zack Snyder DC movie trilogy, and you know, I haven't done it in a long time, you know, I always, I know I've said previous times on other, on here on episodes where I would talk about Man of Steel and Batman Superman, how, you know, how I felt about those movies, but you know, with the Zack Snyder Justice League coming out, I decided, you know, since it's going to come out, and, you know, I, I was getting actually excited, you know, this past week or whatever, I was getting si- excited to see it, because, you know, for for a while, you know, I was interested in seeing it, but it, the hype didn't really kick in until this week, and so I decided, you know what, why don't I spend the whole day going back, watch Man of Steel, and Batman v Superman to lead up to Zack Snyder's Justice League. And, you know, I just thought, i give my thoughts on rewatching both Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. So, Bat- uh, Man of Steel, let's start with that. The very first Zack Snyder DC uh, connected universe movie. Came out 2013. You know, God, I, I couldn't tell you when was the last time. I watched this from beginning to end. I want to say about seven years ago. I mean, I because I have the it on DVD somewhere. Um, so I would say I think twenty about yeah about seven years ago was the last time I watched Man of Steel. And so, how do I feel about Man of Steel? Watching it, you know, nearly a decade later. Honestly, dude, I still fucking love this movie a lot I think the one thing that really stood out to me that's not really a criticism or say so but I would well I would just say what really stood out more so is like yeah there's the destruction of Metropolis is a bit much it's a bit over the top you know but for what the movie is setting up or whatever I you know I, I get it, but even I'm like, yeah, watching this again and seeing the destruction of Metropolis, it's a bit much. It's just like, and you know, we go into Batman v Superman and you have that opening sequence with, you know, it opens with, you know, 18 months. Like, it, it, it it's, you know, after the events of Man of Steel, it's like 18 months. And I just wondered, watching Batman v Superman, I'm like, who paid, who paid that much money to get Metropolis rebuilt because there's no way that center of Metropolis can be rebuilt within 18 months. I, I just I don't buy that, but you know it's 
it's one of those things you just let go. But anyways, Man of Steel, I truly love this. And you know, I think more so than ever when I rewatch it, I just felt like, you know, I, I, I think from a perspective of if you didn't know anything about Superman or any of that, I... I think this works as a sci-fi movie as well. Like, it's definitely very much feels like a sci-fi movie. It just hope, so happens to be a Superman movie. And, man, it's it's sci-fi at best, I feel. I just dealing with aliens, invading Earth, just to get this one person from their race and whatnot to find this uh, this item that connects... That holds all the uh, Kryptonian DNA in it, all the the ancestors and all that business. Man, I it, it's a great sci-fi movie. As a comic book movie, it I, I still feel like it's it's definitely even to this day. I and rewatching it again, I still believe that to me this is my personal favorite DC movie of all time. Yes, like I still. I still love this more than The Dark Knight, honestly. I mean, The Dark Knight's a better movie. Like, there's... I mean, I won't, you know, not going to deny that for sure. But for me personally, um, Man of Steel is still my favorite. I think more than anything, I this time around, I, I really, really love the cast. Specifically, Michael Shannon as Zod. Like, he just... His performance and how that character is written is just like mm, like he's really on point like he's definitely a great villain for sure just you know he was just born as a general because as in stated in the movie on krypton everybody is born to uh you know basically doesn't have the choice to you know be whoever they want to be you know you're either a scientist a general or whatever you know and you know with Zod he was very much born to be a general a warrior a fighter and man I I do wonder how does you know now that I say that I do wonder how does Jor-El know how to fight if you know he is basically I guess was born to be a scientist you know or some sort of Yes, a scientist. So I'm just kind of like, well, ah, it is what it is. I mean, who says they can't learn a little self-defense, you know? So it is what it is. But yeah, I I truly love Man of Steel. And I just, I st- again, I love the theme with the the self-internal conflict Kal-El has to go through throughout this movie where, and it's, you know, it's a gr- I really like this iteration a lot. And you know... There's a lot of controversy about the whole, you know, Pa Kent, you know, Jonathan Kent being a dad, where normally Jonathan Kent is very, you know, he has given him life lessons, and, you know, and is very much like, you know, you do all these great powers and all this stuff, and, you know, the, the Jonathan Kent that we know from comics is definitely different from what we see in Man of Steel, where, you know, he is like, you know, you can't reveal yourself who you are because, you know, it's going to affect everybody else. And, you know, Kal-El having to deal with that is kind of scary. And just not not knowing what to do or just trying to 
find out who he is in this world and how he's going to fit in and you know that you know he can't help but save people and then he meets his actual bloodline father Jor-El who is like you know you can save them all you can be the their hero whereas with John the Kid is like you know stay low don't like draw attention to yourself because it's going to affect people that you know and all this business and man I I like that there's this you know two dads who have different ideologies of like wants for their son but at the same time you know Jor-El <laughs> there's a great line where Jor-El is like you know we wanted you to basically learn to what it was like to be human first so that one day you know eventually you can you know be the hero you want to be like we wanted you to be uh just adapt to the human race and whatnot and just man i i really loved you know kevin costner as jonathan kitt is great but not as great as as russell crowe as jor-el and man the the casting is just fucking spot on if you ask me i mean there's really there's really nothing in this movie that i don't like honestly and it's just again the movie just works for me and you know i i just i loved every minute of it i still think it's definitely it's a masterpiece at least in my eyes like again i can't really see anything in this movie where i don't have a problem with honestly like everything just works for me like i totally get it and you know this idea that Zack snyder doesn't know superman it's like i think he um yeah he does know superman because you know as much as we like to see you know the very happy-go-lucky clark kent it's just sort of a fresh air to see the man of steel trying to identify with this world and trying to fit in and all this stuff and man man of steel just rocks and you know it's amazing because it's not until the second act of the movie is when the big spectacle happens and all that fun jazz and you know i it's a nice blend of you know the first hour being very personal and then the second act is all about the big spectacle the fight scenes and all that stuff and it's just it's really great i i truly love man of steel a lot like I didn't think I would love it as much now, more so than, you know, when I first initially saw it. But man, this movie kicks ass. I mean, yeah, just, there's no words to describe how much I fucking love this movie. So, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I guess you could say nothing really changed. My opinions haven't changed about watching Man of Steel, honestly. Like, I, I still love everything about it. So, minus, you know, noticing now more than ever the the uh, destruction of Metropolis is like, yeah, it's a bit, it's it's kind of overkill, honestly, but yeah. So, I moved on to watching Batman v Superman The Ultimate Edition, and much like Man of Steel, my opinions have not changed about um, Batman v Superman at all, the, the Ultimate Edition, too. It's just like, you know, I, and it's so funny because I can't even remember, like, what was cut out, what was in the original theatrical cut. I couldn't remember what was, you know, in it because it's been so long since I actually watched that first cut. And, you know, I I don't know. This is, I think the main difference I would see 
the main difference watching this again was first of all when it ended I was like finally holy crap this felt like forever honestly I mean it's just sort of when it's slow and I don't mind slow I don't mind slow movies at all but when you know you're not really getting me attached to what's going on that's when it really suffers for me it's really slow it's really it's just when it's boring it's really fucking boring like I just I was not having a fun time and man the moment again with Lex Luthor played by um Jesse Eisenberg uh, again, um, beforehand, before I rewatched it, I always said I couldn't tell why I didn't like Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Like I couldn't decide if it was if it was Jesse Eisenberg's performance or if it was how Alexander Luther was written or whatever. And after rewatching again, after God, I don't even remember the last time I watched the Ultimate Edition of Batman v Superman, but after rewatching it again this past week. I totally believe, you know, why I don't like this Lex Luthor at all. It's because of how he's written. It's really how he's written. Because even with the script, it's just like, this doesn't make me feel like this is Lex Luthor. I mean, this is totally... It just doesn't make me feel like this is Lex Luthor at all. I mean, it again, you know, he's just so cartoony. And it just feels like... it you know, he's psychotic, and it's like, I, I don't know, it's, it, it's so weird, he's very, you know, maybe that's what they were going for, that he was very privileged, and, you know, even though he was abused by his dad, and, you know, again, it's just like him being obsessed, I, I think his motivation being, you know, he just doesn't like gods, and he wants to show the world that, you know, he, that Superman is a false god or whatever, but at the same time, it's not really clear in this, even in the Ultimate Edition, it's not clear what Lex Luthor's motivation is. It's never really clear. It's like, why does he hate Superman? As a fan, I know why he hates him, but in the movie, it's like they never really give a good reason why um, Lex Luthor hates Superman. Whereas with, you know, going back to the opening sequence of Batman v Superman, we totally get why Batman hates Superman in this movie because of the destruction of Metropolis, which includes the death of, you know, Jack, um, you know, I guess his business, one of his business buddies or whatever. Just, you know, it, it just, yeah, I just... I don't know. I I just I don't understand what the motivation of Lex Luthor was in this movie at all. Plus it's like, you know, it is so bizarre that I, he he pushes both he wanted Batman, he wanted to push Batman to kill Superman as well. And it's like then Superman has to kill, you know, he forces Superman to go kill um Superman to go kill Batman by, of course, taking Martha or whatever, and it's like, this this dude doesn't, this character didn't even need to be here. Like, you could have totally written him out, and these, you know, Superman and Batman were going to fight either way. You know, they, 
it's such it was a great build up, but you know, adding Lex Luthor to this and you know, him just pushing both sides or whatever and it's just like they were eventually gonna fight either. I mean, even Lex Luthor goes so much so that, you know, he just he just lets Batman take the kryptonite or whatever and it's like you know it, it it's just was that his plan to initially let Batman take the kryptonite I don't know I mean it would make sense because you know Lex Luthor totally admits that you know he knows who um he knows Bruce Wayne is Batman and it's like so I guess he did he wanted the kryptonite to be stolen and it's like I, I don't I don't understand what this Lex Luthor wants in this movie. You know, he wants Batman and Superman dead. Also, it's like, okay, he builds Doomsday. He's learning all about the Kryptonian history and whatnot. And then we see him build Doomsday, which I got to And that's another thing I, I wonder about. It's like, okay, so he wants, he forces Superman to go kill Batman. And let's just say he succeeds. He succeeds, and then he builds this monster to, I guess, take out, um, what's his name? Take out Superman? And then what? And then he just lets the doomsday creature just wreak havoc around the world, so I guess, so that, you know, Steppenwolf can come over and, I guess, find the boxes or whatever? Ah, but even then, I'm pretty sure they would have gotten rid of Lex Luthor, but I don't think Lex Luthor cares. So, I don't know. It's so bizarre, but the things I do love, I do, you know, I still have criticisms about it, even the Ultimate Edition, like, I'm still, like, I still didn't feel anything when Superman dies or whatever, because it's like, in a way, it's like, yeah, he's making a sacrifice, but at the same time, it's like, all we've seen him do is just sort of mope around and, you know, still, like, again, I didn't mind that conflict of, you know, him just trying to deal with everything that's going around in the world and whatnot. And it's it's so bizarre. I don't really know what to say. But it's, yeah, I, I don't know. But, um... Yeah, so the death of Superman, I didn't really care for as much. You know, it is it is what it is. Um, and, of course, my big gripe is the whole, you know, the build-up to the fight. You know, it's basically Lex Luthor strong, uh, uh, strong-arming um, Superman to go fight Batman just because he has Mother and all that business. And, you know, hey, it leads to a great awesome kick-ass warehouse fight scene with Batman but overall I was just like I just wish they didn't do this at all I wish you know because he, again rewatching again it's like you know Superman was going to take on you know Batman because Batman turns on his uh his bat signal and so you know it was gonna go that way but of course you know it all leads to you know I imagine they had writer's block and they didn't know how to end the fight between Batman and Superman. And so, yeah, and this is what we get. And, you know, the other thing that I don't like, more so than ever, is, like, the sequence with the nightmare sequence. I mean, again, 
and the whole Flash coming to Bruce or whatever in, you know, in another dream, it's like, could have gotten rid of that because, again, uh, it's just, we get it. We get why Batman needs to fight Superman, even though the Nightmare sequence, you know, is possibly a new timeline. It's possibly a setup to what was bound to happen in future installments, but even that, it's just like, you know, just just get rid of it altogether. Like, it just doesn't need to be there. It's a cool sequence, but overall, it doesn't need to be there. Not even the slightest, but yeah, that's just, that's how I feel about it, honestly. Um, but the things I do like. Of course, it's a well-acted movie, even though, you know, for what everyone's given, even Jesse Eisenberg, you know, everybody's performance is good. You know, I love the characterization of Batman, played by Ben Affleck. I still feel like, you know, they they do a good job at showing this imagery of this Batman has gone through some stuff, and he's not really right in the head and whatnot. So, and then Henry Cavill as Superman, he's still great, still trying to deal with, you know, how to fit in this world, and, you know, even after he saved the world, but in reality, you know, but at what cost of the destruction of Metropolis. So there's that. Uh, and that's really all I can say. And Gal Gadot, you know, it's interesting. Watching it again, it's like, you know, had we not known Gal Gadot was playing Wonder Woman, it's kind of, I like this setup of, you know, the character, this character we meet where... You know, she basically steals something from Bruce Wayne and then gives it back. And it's just like, it's the, there's this mystery all around it. And then eventually it's get it's revealed through that photo that Bruce Wayne sees that's Wonder Woman. And it's like, oh, what a reveal. Like, you know, just that whole setup was pretty great. And so, yeah, it, it, it was really, really intriguing to see that. Just looking at that from a different perspective. So, but overall, you know, my opinions have not changed about Batman v Superman The Ultimate Edition. I mean, other than, you know, this time around, it really did feel like three hours. And, you know, it's it's boring at times. And then there's stuff to love, especially with the cinematography. But overall, it's just sort of just a disappointment. And it's really one of those comic book movies that now more so than ever, after rewatching it, I would not recommend it. I just I just wouldn't recommend it because it's just you know, it's not all that engaging, you know, and it's just it's not forgettable. It's not forgettable. It's just not as engaging as it is. So, you know, I did 3 that was 3 hours. So, so right now after watching those two, it was like 5 hours and yeah, it was about five hours. And then I went into watching Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max. And now, personally, to set the record straight, I'll just take you back to the beginning. I was not one of those people who was campaigning for this at all. Because for me, I personally liked the theatrical cut of Justice League. And so I wasn't really campaigning for it. And so when, when it was finally... They said, we're going to do it thanks to the Snyder fans and, you know, putting up billboards and posters around, you know, Times Square. And, yeah, just this fan 
like this just yeah the campaign and it you know with seeing all the the concept arts Zach had shared and certain stills and all that stuff and you know they finally announced it and we were getting it and so like I said this past week it wasn't until this week that I was finally excited to watch it and whatnot I I was still hesitant because of the fact that it's it's a four-hour cut and you know and I I will say this it's you know so Zack Snyder's just sleek it's enjoyable I really liked it I mean obviously I will take this cut over the theatrical cut and what's even shocking is what stands out is like everything that I liked in that theatrical cut was everything Zack Snyder did and so it was just it was interesting I mean the I always knew that this movie was going to be the basic same plot or whatever with some new scenes and you know new scenes and like uh, the concepts are being put back into the movie, but it it was just fascinating. Now I'll get the criticisms, the uh, the the things I didn't like about the movie in the first place, and spoilers for all of this. You know, I'm just gonna have to go into because I I really can't talk about this without talking spoilers. First things first, I will say while it didn't feel like four hours, um. There, this could have been cut down to like you could have shaved off thirty minutes of this, of this movie. Honestly, you could have made this, you know, thirty minutes less. Um, because to me personally, I felt like there are some scenes that just need to be trimmed up, and then there's just a few scenes that need to be cut out. For example, like. The two new additional scenes that we get at the very end with the nightmare sequence and then seeing the next thing after that, seeing Bruce Wayne, Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne, which you can totally tell this was a reshot just by looking at Ben because he really does look different compared to the rest of the film. You could have gotten rid of that, you know, that, that nightmare sequence and that you know, conversation Bruce has with the Martian Manhunter. And you just could have gotten rid of those because it just, it doesn't do anything for the movie. It's an epilogue, I know that. But, again, just, you didn't really need an epilogue, honestly. At least for those two scenes. So I would just say get rid of that. Um, And then there's scenes that just should be trimmed up, honestly. And, you know, speaking of Martian Manhunter... Uh, I don't know why he was in this movie at all. Like, he doesn't really do anything other than, you know, motivate Lois Lane to get back in the world and, you know, stop moping around over Superman's death, I guess. Like, try to move on or whatever. But it's like, you know, because the way it's set up is like, you know, we're led to believe it's Martha Kent visiting Lois Lane and telling her that, you know it's okay to move on and all this stuff and you know and then Martha Kent leaves and then you see her eyes turn red then morph into Martian Manhunter and then morph into the general we saw in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and it's like yeah 
if you cut it off from the moment Martha can't leaves, you know, yeah, you should have trimmed it right before we see Martha turn into Martian Manhunter. It just felt like, just kind of felt useless. And plus it's like, you know, yeah, Martian Manhunter. You giving Lois Lane to get back out there and live her life. And yet you're not going to help the League? Like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I don't I don't understand what was that all about. And then, you know, and it doesn't really help that, you know, he goes to Bruce Wayne and is like, basically just being like, yeah, I want to help now, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, dude, where were you at, like, when the whole Doomsday creature was, you know, destroying Metropolis and, well, Gotham or whatever, part of Gotham, and then, you know, the events of the Paradigm, it's like, dude, where were you this whole time? And granted, I I don't, who knows, maybe Zach did confirm this, but, you know, I do, it was, I wonder if, you know, the character on Martian Manhunter was actually there from the beginning of Man of Steel up until Justice League. Because if that's the case, you know, and I was thinking about that when I was watching Man of Steel, like, this, just the idea of, like, okay, that's Martian Manhunter, and it's, like, the fact that he hasn't revealed himself, it's just kind of interesting. And then, seeing that play out again, that he doesn't, you know, reveal himself in Batman v Superman. Now, I don't know if that's true, or maybe, you know, the general did die at some point, like, in between Batman v Superman and Zack Snyder's Justice League, I don't know if that's the case, but... In any event, the character of Martian Manhunter, I didn't feel like he needed to be in this movie at all. Like, I just felt like they could have trimmed that scene. They could have cut the scene right when Martha Kent leaves. And then, yeah. But uh, there's another scene that I felt like that could have been taken out altogether. And that's the um, and that's Barry Allen saving Iris. You know, that whole scene. Just, again, it's pointless it also it doesn't help that it's very cartoony in the sense that you know the cause of you know Barry Allen having to save Iris like so it's cause it's like this car wreck caused by a truck or whatever the the truck driver dude's just eating a burger then drops his burger then literally you know while he's still driving trying to reach for that burger you know literally not looking on the road you know not having his eyes on the road and it's just like dude i'm just like that must be one hell of a good burger to really take your eyes off the road and yeah the sequence doesn't really mean anything all it is is just barry allen basically trying to basically get a job at this i guess you know dog care or whatever this dog beauty parlor or whatever and you know and then he sees iris and they don't really exchange any dialogue at all they just see each other and you know barry allen is just like like very like attracted to her just like eyeballing her and just being like so taken away by her beauty and whatnot and you know the actress that plays iris yeah she's beautiful looking but Again, there's literally no chemistry, and honestly, it, again, this, this is like, it's set up for basically the Flash movie, when it really didn't need to be. It really didn't need this scene at all, because it doesn't really 
play it doesn't come in factor into the rest of the movie it's just set up it's just a useless setup scene that doesn't need to be in it plus you know if there was some sort of exchange by Barry Allen and Iris West or no sorry she's not married to Barry but you know Iris you know like it just doesn't need to be there because there was no exchange there was no chemistry it was just two characters seeing each other and that was it then Barry Allen just being so taken away by Iris but it's just like this scene literally doesn't like take away the scene you know it it's it doesn't do anything like the movie is just fine without it honestly and so that's the thing I feel that should have been cut out and then yeah it's just such a bizarre weird scene that just doesn't need to be there um as far as trimming up scenes I would say there's there's definitely some scenes that should be trimmed up for example when Wonder Woman's mother shoots the arrow did we really have to see the arrow fly across the world to that you know iconic building or whatever did we need to see that could have trimmed that up um the slow motion fight sequences on Themyscira it's like can we hurry this up there's, there's no need for this another scene that can be trimmed up is you know the the Batman and Aquaman you know Bruce Wayne is following Aquaman where you know Aquaman's about to take off and whatnot there's a moment in that scene at the very end of that scene it these women start singing the song and man it just goes and goes and I had I literally had to mute it because I was like oh my god shut up already so you know scenes like that should be trimmed up but yeah and again shave it down so those are really my criticisms about the Justice League you know it's definitely like I said it's enjoyable but didn't need to be four hours and just take out those scenes and trim up certain scenes and you know it's it's still enjoyable you know if I were to rank it among the trilogy I would say Man of Steel (laughs) far you know just skyrocket you know just way above you know the the, uh, Justice League and Batman v Superman so yeah so Man of Steel Justice League and then Batman v Superman is at the bottom for me so yeah so the things I liked I think more than anything what I was really surprised about this cut of the movie was exactly seeing you know things we didn't see beforehand like I just seeing you know characters fleshed out more specifically of course Cyborg played by Ray Fisher which he was really my favorite like he really stood out to me in the theatrical cut and seeing those scenes with his character being fleshed out and seeing him basically learning how he can hack things and then you know he helps a woman with you know by putting in what was it 10 million dollars in her bank account or ten thousand dollars in her bank account and stuff like that was great and then just seeing him how to work it all out and figuring out his powers and yeah it it was it was a lot it was a lot of stuff that they took out for cyborg and i was just like yeah they really did him wrong in that first cut they really did him wrong um yeah so 
scenes playing out differently too like there are certain scenes that play out differently um one of them being the whole when superman returns it's very much the same where the other characters have to take on superman because he's not all there and whatnot he's just you know he his memories are not back and the key difference is when batman shows up it it's just it it was crazy because if you you know basically what happens and you all know what i'm talking about when he sees batman you know he goes to him and literally is it like uses he he uses his heat vision against him and luckily batman blocks he's like clark stop stop and then you know tries it again blocks it and then you know super uh lois lane comes in now lois lane at that time basically at the the talk from Martha Kent who she yeah Martha Kent um basically tells her to get out you know just you just gotta start living life again and you know when Superman comes back she's literally out in public and she sees Clark above just floating in the air and that's how she comes to save Batman's and whatnot and you know whereas in the theatrical cut batman basically calls out for him to be like hey grab lois before you know just in case so it's a very big difference and then also the biggest difference at least to me in the movie is the third act where in the third act you know they're trying to separate the mother boxes now what was really surprising to me it wasn't the whole, you know, the Justice League characters see Dark Side through the portal or whatever and all this stuff because the boxes are all connected together. It's not that. It's the fact that Barry Allen is like the most important character in that whole separating the three boxes because what he's doing on the outside is doing a circle trying to connect some sort of kinetic kinetic energy to be able to get the boxes to touch the boxes for them to separate and that way you know dark side doesn't can't you know basically uh <laughs> take over the world and whatnot and it was just insane and i love the moment i i think my favorite in that sequence is when barry's running and you know vic Victor's like, all right, you ready and whatnot and all this business. And Barry's running. He's like, I can't hold it. I can't hold it. You know, Victor, are you ready and whatever? Because while you know Victor's trying to get separate the boxes or whatever, Steppenwolf is you know basically trying to stop the league from separating the boxes. And you know, Barry just being like screaming like, I can't hold it anymore. And you know, Barry gets cut in this. um you know, he gets a very gash through his side or whatever, and yeah, it, it's crazy. Then what happens is the mother boxes basically, I guess, explode and evaporates everybody, including Superman. And that's when, you know, since Barry Allen is so far out, he's like, okay, he needs to basically rewind time. And, you know, he uses the speed force to basically rewind time and that's when and it's great because Barry Allen has to prep himself and he's just like you gotta do it you gotta break the one rule and you know 
rewinds time or whatever and it's a great sequence man it was really great like Barry had a big part in trying to separate those boxes and yeah it it was crazy man and yeah I think I would say that's probably my favorite part because I I, I just thought it was so fucking cool and I just couldn't believe they cut that out I was like really y'all cut that out that's pretty awesome like that is really cool and just seeing the power of Barry Allen using the speed force was just really cool what else did I like I I I of course I loved seeing me some dark side I really did I really love seeing dark side um I also love that they gave more characters to Steppenwolf not a whole lot but just the idea of Steppenwolf trying to earn his trust back from uh dark side or whatever i thought that was really cool um the design of dark side is just like yeah it's pretty cool i like this design more than the last one i mean the cgi is a cgi i'm not gonna critique the cgi because it's like you know it's cgi cgi to me is a tool and you know however you use that tool fine so be it i'm not gonna really comment on the visuals or whatever it's like because it'd be too easy to comment on the visuals or whatever but uh but yeah i love seeing dark side dark side looked really fucking awesome honestly and yeah there's there's just a lot in here that's just really great i i mean again the cyborg character giving him more and what was cut out was just so fucking crazy to me i just couldn't believe what they cut out and it was just like cyborg's the actual character and you know he is the heart of the movie honestly like there's no doubt about it he is the heart of the movie and he's definitely great in it um and you know seeing henry cavill as superman i I just again without the whole weird cgi mustache thing or whatever yeah man i i got giddy seeing him and I, i specifically when all of Clark Kent's memories come back. That whole sequence on the farm was just great. Then, you know, him, Clark, you know, hugging both Lois and Martha was just like, oh my god, this is this is great. I, I, I really did enjoy this a lot. I mean, I was so afraid that I was not going to like this movie at all. I was so afraid. Like, I, I wanted to... You know, I wanted it it to be a win. And, you know, for me, it was. Like, I was so, like, you know, look, Batman v Superman, even now, it's a disappointment. Like, I still feel like, what a letdown. But with Justice League, I was like, man, I'm so glad. Granted, it's not on the same level as Man of Steel for me, but I'm like, man, I really enjoy that. Minus, you know, my few criticisms here and there. But I really enjoyed it. I, I think, you know... Would I recommend this movie? Um, I think why not? I think it's a fun time. And, you know, it's it's even... It's a lot more lighthearted, you know? I I know this, is, this movie is rated R, but it's like, you know... Okay, yeah, we see Steppenwolf cut people... Cut Amazons in half and all this stuff. And we see a lot of blood and all this stuff. It's like, it's... I didn't understand why it was rated R, first of all. Like, I didn't, you know, it's just like, you know, this, 
this didn't really need to be rated R. Like, I mean, you know, hey, if you want to add guts and stuff or blood or whatever, fine, be be my guest. But overall, I was just like, it didn't really need to be rated R. But, you know, because there's so much blood flying around and all this stuff and, you know, people being cut in half and showing the blood or whatever, it's like, okay, fine, whatever. But I was just like, yeah. It, it it truly doesn't feel like it, a rated R movie, honestly, when you really watch it all. It does not feel like it at all. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Zack. I'm happy that he got to do this, and, you know, for what it was worth, it's, it's enjoyable. I, I really do believe it's enjoyable. It's a fun time. I, I would definitely recommend this cut more so than the, uh, the theatrical cut. It's just... It's it's something. I would give it a shot. Especially if you haven't seen... If you haven't seen this. Like, I, I would definitely watch it. Just because of the fact that, you know... Just because not only do you get, you know... The characters fleshed out and seeing these new scenes. But I think specifically to see certain scenes play out. You know, with the whole Superman returning. Or, you know, just like I, like I was talking about the third act. Like seeing that oh and you know what really really surprised me and i think this was probably my favorite thing ever was the fact that when you know they realize what the mother boxes can do the fact that the whole team were just on an agreement that you know yeah we're going to use the mother box to bring superman back to life i you know I, for me when i the first cut when the first cut happened, I just... Something about that scene in the first cut of Justice League just didn't sit right with me because they really did make Batman a dick about it where he was just very much... He was so overly confident and was just like, no, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. It's it's happening. It's like it's science and blah, blah, blah. It just kind of made him very arrogant and very much a dick. And I was just... I was so... It never really sat right with me. So, seeing this scene in the Zack Snyder um, cut was just... Was very... It, it sat well with me. It really sat well with me. Because I was like, okay, this makes so much sense. You know, after knowing what the box can do and, you know... Yeah, I love the fact that everybody was like, yeah, this this is what we have to do. You know, we're not a team without Superman. It's just like, dude, this, this, this was great. This was really great. Like that was probably, I think this was probably my favorite. Just that idea of like, yeah, the whole team agreed that this is what's got to happen. And you know, again, going back to the fact that this, the Justice League, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League is basically it's very lighthearted. It's not as depressing or dreary as Batman v Superman is like it's very much lighter in this cut and it's so strange like it's really strange and you know even the humor is great like there's more humor in this you know than say you know the little subtle humor we get in Man of Steel or Batman v Superman like this there was good humor in this like and it was very organic you know it, it was just great. I think overall, I'd say give it a watch. It's it's really 
It's really good, especially if you've seen the first cut. Like I, you might be surprised what you'll see in this um, in this cut. Even though I did spoil certain moments and whatnot, but I, I again, I would say just watch it, but don't let me, you know, spoiling it. Don't let me, you know, what's it called? You know, ruin it for you. Like I, I would say, you know, spoilers. Uh, for me, like personally. You know, if I hear a spoiler, you know, I'll be upset about it, but at the same time, I gotta see it in context. And I just feel like you've gotta see everything that I'm talking about in context. Like, just, I would say definitely check it out, for sure. And, you know, and I also will say, you know what didn't bother me, and that I'm sure that bothered some people, is the, uh, 4-3 ratio aspect. It, that really never bothered me. And, you know, I thought it would, but it, it really didn't honestly so but yeah um and yeah i i think that's gonna do it for this episode so yeah um i know it's a short episode but yeah so that's all i got for this week's episode of spoiler appetite thank you again for listening come back come back next episode as i'll have you know jonathan from last week come back on and we'll be talking about that first episode of The Winter Soldier. No, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, yeah, until then, you know, you can find me on Twitter at Alexander underscore Thorpe. Or you can find me on Instagram at Alexander underscore Thorpe. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's this week's Spoiler Appetite. Thank you so much for listening. That's Spoiler Appetite for this week. I'm Tristan, and you've just been spoiled.